They're in hiding. Christian pastors in the Afghanistan capital city of Kabul. Granted, they are a minority in the already Muslim country before the Taliban swept into power. But they are crying out for prayer. Their names on a kill list. Mindy Belts at World Magazine reports that pastors say the Taliban has contacted them, saying they're coming for them. One pastor, sending out word, said, We can't go out like normal. It's dangerous. We moved to one of my friend's houses, but it's not safe at all. Another pastor moving frequently with his family. Are you in physical danger? Yes. Not only me, but my family too, because of me. The ATMs are out of cash. Banks that are open not releasing money for food. Hebrews 13.3, a starting point for our prayers. Remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them, as those who are mistreated, since you are also in the body. Welcome to Haven Today. Here it is Wednesday, and I'm Charles Morris, sharing together the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're continuing in a series this week called Christ in the Darkness. The news is bad again this week, isn't it? In a world full of surprises and uncertainty, that seems to be one of the few things you and I can count on. But how do we keep going on in a world that seems out of control? What do we do when it seems like everywhere we turn, there is a new disaster, like in Haiti, and where the few Christians live in fear, like in Afghanistan? Today, you and I will talk about the darkness inside us, but also around us. We will work on answering the question, how do we get through what we can't control? In a few minutes, my friend and pastor, Dr. Zach Eswine, will be back to help us think through this question. But in the meantime, we'll also go to Columbia, South Carolina, and we'll meet up with a Christian counselor. Her name is Virginia Arrington. Definitely a consistent uptick of people wanting to speak to a therapist for a variety of reasons. Virginia will be back with us in a few minutes to tell us more about her work and how God can help even those who are lost in the dark. After the program today, I want you to find some light in your life. I'd like to send you a copy of Zach Heswine's book, Spurgeon's Sorrows. I've read it, and I really think it's an important read for many reasons, but not least of all, It points us to our great hope in Christ. Charles Spurgeon was not a superman. He struggled with depression like many of us, and he knew that his only true hope could be found in his Savior. Here at Haven Today, we love to tell this great story that's all about Jesus, and in this book, we find him clearly, even in the darkness. I'll send you a copy for your gift to the ministry. And if you're still looking for quietly, that instrumental album by Jay Stalker. You can also ask to receive it today for your gift to Haven Today. Our number to call after the program is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website, listen to samples that we have from the album quietly, and read a sample chapter from Spurgeon's Sorrows at haventoday.org haventoday.org. And now I'd like to invite you to sing along, but listen along to the lyrics 
as Matt Mayer opens Haven Today. This is Haven Today and Christ in the Darkness. Abide with me, Matt Mayer. Opening this Haven Today from his album, Saints and Sinners, I'm Charles Morris, the program called Christ in the Darkness. And now I want us to go to Columbia, South Carolina. I want you to listen to a little bit of a conversation I had with a Christian counselor, Virginia Arrington. You've joined Haven today for a series this week. We're calling our series Christ in the Darkness. And uh, we have on the line with us from Columbia, South Carolina, a Christian who is also a counselor. She's trained. She's professional. She has a private practice. And I want to just welcome Virginia Arrington to Haven today for the very first time. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for having me. Well, I wanted to have you on. 
because you're on the front line. And as you have been counseling over this past year, and of course you've been counseling longer than that, uh, you go to the same church as a good friend of mine. Um, are you seeing depression? Are you seeing anxiety increase, de- decrease, stay about the same? What are you seeing on the front line, Virginia? I am seeing it definitely increase, but maybe not in the ways we normally think of increasing just because of COVID. I think there are people that have been struggling and this is the variable that kind of pushed them over to maybe seek out help um, from a professional like myself. So I think that there's been depression there. I'm just not sure as many people have sought help as they are now. Mm, Okay. Interesting. So you, and from what you hear from other counselors, um, are seeing an uptick in people making appointments and struggling right now. Yes, definitely a consistent uptick of people wanting to speak to a therapist for a variety of reasons um, about the pandemic, but then also other variables that are just intensified because of the pandemic. What about um, you're treating people with uh, anxiety, stress, depression, a lot of other things too. I know you're a marriage counselor as well. Um, How did you get into this? Did you read a book or was it more personal than that? How did you start counseling? Definitely more personal. Um, It's my own journey through therapy and struggling with generalized anxiety disorder um, and meeting with a therapist and really just changing my life, realizing how long I had endured living with anxiety and didn't even know that's what it was called. Um, And then it kind of coming to a point where I needed to seek some support. And in that, the Lord really just opened my eyes to how much I was viewing out of this anxious lens, even his truth. I was seeing from an anxious perspective and that I think working through my own issues um, for a long time, I thought I would not be able to be a counselor. It intrigued me. Um, but that I would be disqualified because of struggling with anxiety. And then through my own um, healing and wisdom and the Lord guiding me to different people to talk with, I think he, I realized like, wow, he's calling me to this and he's helped equip me by my own journey. Now, of course, Virginia, there are some people in our world, the Christian world, who don't believe we should have anything to do with a counselor. You know, and uh, so let me just go ahead and, and ask you, you're a follower of Jesus, you know, uh, you're not just trying to take a secular model and treat somebody uh, when there might be a spiritual condition as well as a physical condition, right? Just, just talk to me about that for a minute. Yeah, I, that topic very much fascinates me, and I feel like I'm on a crusade to just have a dialogue going about it, that the fact that you engage counseling um, with a professional does not mean that you don't believe in the spiritual realm of a struggle and that partnering a professional in Christianity. So a professional who's a believer and talking about the spiritual elements of struggle and suffering is such a wonderful way. The Lord cares for his children, just like 
medication can be wonderful for people. And I say, when you take that medicine every morning, when you take that pill, thank the Lord for his provision, because he can operate so much more than just reading scripture, or going to church. He uses his body in wonderful ways. And that includes medicine that includes therapy, um, lots of different ways. Mm. With so many people going through so much, and we're hearing from more people every day as these numbers from the Delta variant go up and hospitals in many states uh, are running out of beds. Um, Even Mississippi having to just, they're not going to have any hospital beds left in a few more days if it keeps going the way it has been. We need to pray. So you are a counselor. You are a Christian. You're my sister in the Lord. Virginia, would you just pray for our listeners right now and what people are struggling with and going through? And just pray for us. Lead us in prayer. Sure. Um, Dear Lord, I pray for all the people out there um, that are listening to this and not listening that know someone that are struggling Um, with emotional pain, relational pain, um, doubts they have about you, Lord, that you would assure them that you are with them and that you're not an angry, condemning God, but you are gracious beyond our imaginations. I pray that you would lead um, those struggling to resources, um, whether that's someone to talk with at church or um, meeting someone in a random spot, Lord, that you provide what they need and that you would give them the courage, maybe listening today to speak out to someone about their pain, that they're not alone, and that they would have the courage to take steps um, to engage the ways that you provide for us. And I just pray for those affected by COVID, that you would give them peace, Lord, and strength, and just assurance that you are um, the ultimate king, and that you see our struggle, and that you will give us grace today to endure all the unknowns that we do not have to carry them all. And we ask all this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Virginia Arrington, Columbia, South Carolina. Thanks for joining us here on Haven today. Thanks for having me. So good to talk with Virginia Arrington to talk about the inner angst. Many of us have been going through. Zach Aswine has suffered from depression. I've suffered from depression. And many of us have felt it in this past year plus. But let's take another moment. Let's move for a moment outside of ourselves. And let's ponder what's going on outside, especially in Afghanistan. Be not silent, O God of my praise. For wicked and deceitful mouths are opened against me, speaking against me with lying tongues. They encircle me with words of hate and attack me without cause. Psalm 109, 1 and 2. It's a text that applies so well to the remaining believers in Afghanistan. Missionaries from the outside have fled, ordered out by their sending agencies. But then there are those who remain. They can't escape. Those who over the past 20 years have left the faith of Islam and met Christ. Not just the pastors hiding out, but their flocks who are feeling aloneness, their lives at stake. What can we do? How can we pray? Three things suggested by a pastor in a neighboring Muslim country who has made many contacts, not just in the capital city of Kabul, but all over the country. 
He says, first, we can pray for physical provision. There's going to be a shortage of food to eat. But also we pray for physical protection from the evil so visible, so around them. We may not be in a position to personally help these brothers and sisters facing danger, but we do have access to the throne of the universe, and we can ask our Heavenly Father to provide. So join me in praying for physical protection as well as provision. Second, we can pray for spiritual protection. It's interesting, every Christian who has texted or emailed out has asked that Christians out in the world, the rest of the world, pray for the Lord to strengthen them in their faith, that they would stay strong in the Lord, who is the sovereign king, as one put it. Another pastor wrote, Pray for me to be strong in my faith. It is really hard to stay here. Pray that the God of hope fill them with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit they may abound in the hope. Romans fifteen thirteen, And one more verse. May Afghan Christians be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. 1 Corinthians 1, 11. And finally, a third way we can pray. Pray for the gospel to advance. One Christian in Afghanistan described these days as dark and said they feel like a storm. But then he asked that we, outside, pray for revival. What faith? Here is a man whose life is in danger asking us, who enjoy so many privileges and freedoms, to pray that God would open the eyes of the spiritually blind and give life to dead hearts. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ can do that. So, that's praying for the outside. Let's return now to the inside. Back to St. Louis and preaching Professor Zach Heswine, the author of the book, Spurgeon's Sorrows. I asked Zach this question a few days ago, how do we make it through when we can't control what's going on inside us and around us? That's a question that we answer together every day in community again and again. But in Proverbs chapter 3, you know that famous passage, trust in the Lord with all your heart, mm-hmm. lean not on your own understanding, uh, acknowledge your ways, right? And he will make straight your paths. That phrase, he will make straight your paths, it means that our paths have become crooked or blocked. Something's in the way and we can't get through. Uh, there's something we can't control. And in that moment, if we're thinking about body aches, heart aches, belly aches, and headaches, if we're thinking about the various things that block our path in our life, the first thing we have to know is that those aren't the only true things about our life. And that's part of what that, that verse is getting. At. The Lord is present. And yes, our way is crooked. It's blocked. But he is present. He is still in the story. And he can make that way straight. That's number one to again remember that the, the blocked path isn't the only thing in our life. It's not the only true thing. Mm-hmm. God is also true and with yes. us. And then the next thing that flows from that is to trust. And to trust, you know, that's like, the, that's like when you sit down on a chair, you lean your whole weight on the chair and you're trusting that that chair will hold. <laughs> <laughs> trust the Lord is to plop your whole weight down upon the Lord in that way, to trust that you lean everything into him and he will hold you. 
while the path is blocked and crooked. So mm. we're going to trust him because we know that the blocked path is not the only true thing about our life. What can we do with that trust? Well, we can't control the blocked path. We can't move it. He's the one that's going to have to do that. But we can do a small thing. And the small thing is in, in all our ways, acknowledge him. Hmm. We, we begin to do the small thing of praising him, thanking him, acknowledging him as we wait for him to do the thing we can't do, which is to make this path straight and to remove these obstacles in our life. Dr. Zach Heswine, the author of Spurgeon's Sorrows, Blessings from God's Word. is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. That's Psalm 46.1, and I'm Charles Morris on a haven today called Christ in the Darkness. And we've been listening to the song Watching Over Us from Jay Stalker. And when my friend Jay in northern Colorado was writing this song, he was meditating on passages like Psalm 46. There are so many wonderful comforting psalms, aren't there? Like Psalm 46.1. And then Psalm 18.2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Music that's inspired by psalms like these can only be comforting. And that's why Jay Stalker put out a CD 
called quietly. It would be a help to you as you try to step back and find the quiet moments to be alone with our Lord. Well, before we leave today, I want to say thank you to Jay Stalker for his music, Virginia Arrington on the front line as a Christian counselor, and Zach Heswina, pastor. They've all encouraged me, and I pray that they have encouraged you. Call us right now, would you, at 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Make your gift to Haven today, but ask for a copy of either Jay Stalker's Quietly CD or Zach Heswine's book, Spurgeon's Sorrows. Or you could make a gift for both and listen to Jay's album while reading Zach's book. I know that the book will minister to you no matter where you are in life, whether you're struggling with mental health or trying to help someone else. He doesn't give a cheap look at depression. He's compassionate and speaks the truth, all while pointing us to Jesus. And if there's someone in your life struggling with their mental health, I encourage you to get a second copy of the book and or of the album to send along to them. You can also make your gift online at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And remember, if you visit our website, listen to excerpts from the CD, but also download the first chapter of Spurgeon's Sorrows for free. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we get to share together the great story, the story of Jesus for inside us, but outside us as well. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Movie funerals tend to be dark and rainy, with sad faces and umbrellas everywhere. But sometimes funerals can be very encouraging. Yes, I said encouraging. And that's if the person that passed away was a believer in Jesus. The service reminds us of where they are and who they're with. And that's why I often walk away full of joy and hope. The Apostle Paul once wrote in 1 Thessalonians, We do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Grief is natural in a fallen world, but Christians have a living hope. You can deepen your hope by spending more time with Jesus. Try out Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.